1: Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, and as we mentioned before the break, uh, really a landmark. Address given yesterday, a clarion call uh, to root out racism. President Dallin H. Oaks, first counselor in the first presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, delivered a BYU devotional address on Tuesday, uh, continuing his call to root out racism. Uh, He challenged students and boldly reminded them of the things that were their responsibility, that while world religious leaders and civic and social, political uh, leaders can continue to call for change and improvement it really is up to each of us as citizens to ensure we are unifying that we are connecting and that we are making sure that we are part of the solution to root out racism Uh, president oaks uh, began by framing what the problem is and what the call to change and action is all about
2: i speak of the problem of racism You will recall President Nelson's great teachings in General Conference on this subject, and perhaps my own plea that Latter-day Saints unite to root out racism. To do that, we must have clear thinking about how current events should be analyzed and acted upon in view of this nation's shameful history of black slavery. We need to understand how the founders postponed resolving that moral issue to obtain the ratification of the Constitution for the creation of this nation.
1: I love the fact that he framed it in that context, because there are so many lessons from history, and we live in this cancel culture world, and we need to be careful that we don't throw all the lessons out in the process. Uh, President Oaks went on to talk about some of the unrest over the uh, the summer and this cancel culture phenomenon and how we need to gain the proper perspective as to what to do about it.
2: As the protests of last summer gained momentum and support across the country, various groups, particularly in the South, began tearing down or replacing statues of prominent figures associated with slavery. Some institutions changed names to refrain from honoring persons who had any connection with slavery. A small number of persons even took up that cry on this campus, calling for changing the name of some buildings, or even the name of Brigham Young University. Many were distressed at these attempts to erase prominent figures from our history, even history that we would be pleased to change if we could. I wondered, are the advocates and actors in these efforts aware of what they are attempting to erase? For reasons that every serious student of American history understands, even the Constitution of the United States is stained with concessions to slavery that were made in order to get the whole document ratified. Those textual stains were, of course, removed by the amendments following the Civil War which cost hundreds of thousands of lives throughout the North and the South. I cannot condone our now erasing all mention and honor of prominent leaders like George Washington who established our nation and gave us our Constitution because they lived at a time with legal approvals and traditions that condoned slavery.
1: All right. Uh, so the next thing that uh, President Oakes uh, went through in his address, again, rooting out racism, was really such a, a prominent point in this uh, really a landmark uh, address, in my view. But he talked about this whole challenge we have with history, and he references now a quote from Winston Churchill in terms of what will happen to us if we start a quarrel uh, between our past and our present.
2: As I struggled with that question, I chanced to be reading some speeches of Winston Churchill. For many years, Churchill warned against the evils of the Nazi government in Germany. He was a minority voice, resisted or resented by many, and it blocked his political career. Then, when many of his predictions came true, and England and France were being defeated in the first year of World War II, Churchill was made prime minister. England stood fast for more than two years until the U.S. was compelled to enter the war. In that critical period, many of Churchill's associates and newly converted supporters advocated his taking punitive measures against those who had contributed to the unprepared, precarious position in which the British found themselves. In that setting, Churchill spoke these words in the House of Commons in June 1940. Quote: There are many who would hold an inquest in the House of Commons on the conduct of the governments and of parliaments during the years which led up to this catastrophe. They seek to indict those who were responsible for the guidance of our affairs. This also would be a foolish and pernicious process. Of this, I am quite sure that if we open a quarrel between the past and the present, we shall find that we have lost the future." End of quote. I find great wisdom in that Council. Let us not open a quarrel between the past and the present, lest we jeopardize our attempts to improve our future.
1: I think that is such an important thing that we cannot, we cannot uh, allow a quarrel with the past and the present uh, to jeopardize where we go in the future. Uh, That is really wise counsel uh, and really smart as we look at all kinds of issues, not just racism, but many others where we do tend to get caught in the argument between the past and the present. And often that paralyzes us and prevents us from moving forward in the future. President Oaks continued uh, down that path as to why it's so important. And then how do we actually begin to come together
2: to make things better? This is our current state. We share our history and enjoy the advantages of our constitutional government and the prosperity of this nation. The predecessors of many Americans of different backgrounds made great sacrifices to establish this nation. Whatever those sacrifices of freedom, property, or even life, let us now honor them for what they have done for us and forego quarreling over the past. Ours is the duty to unite and improve the future we will share. Cries for help should be heard. And in this setting, there are three obvious helps, inspiration, education, and clear thinking. That combination is surely to be preferred over symbolic actions that accomplish nothing but a bow to the cause of political correctness.
1: So it is uh, our duty. Uh, It's for us uh, to unite. It's for us to make sure that the cries for help are heard. Uh, that we use inspiration education and clear thinking that combination is what can actually move things forward in a significant way Uh, president Oakes went on to uh, talk through what racism really is at its core and the call to do and become better
2: now i speak of the subject that commands our attention racism dictionaries typically define racism as involving the idea that one's own race is superior to others, and has the right to rule over them. This idea has led to many racist laws and administrative policies. With this background, I was thrilled to hear President Nelson include a powerful doctrinal condemnation of racism and prejudice in his talk at General Conference. He said, quote, I grieve that our black brothers and sisters the world over are enduring the pains of racism and prejudice, end of quote. That was his focus, but he expanded its impact by teaching this principle, quote, God does not love one race more than another, end of quote. Thus, we condemn racism by any group toward any other group worldwide. President Nelson emphasized that point by saying, quote, favor or disfavor with God is dependent upon your devotion to God and his commandments and not the color of your skin, end of quote.
1: And finally, a clarion, very certain call for everyone, not just those uh, at BYU, the students who uh, listened, whether that was in person or online, Uh, This was really a call to the world from a world religious leader in what we need to do.
2: We join with many throughout this nation and around the world who are deeply saddened at recent events of racism and a blatant disregard for human life. We abhor the reality that some would deny others respect and the most basic freedoms because of the color of his or her skin. The creator of us all calls on each of us to abandon... Attitudes of prejudice against any group of God's children. Any of us who has prejudice toward another race needs to repent. Uh, To me, that is what
1: the sound of a certain trumpet is when it comes to rooting out racism. Again, President Dallin H. Oaks of the First Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints yesterday speaking to students, but also speaking to the world in terms of how we can do better and how we can become more as we root out racism. When we come back, final segment, uh, we will talk about truth. Who is responsible for truth? Stay with us.